and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whither they be gone, and whither gather on every side, and bring them into their own land. And I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel, and one king shall be king to them all, and they shall be no more two nations. Neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms any more at all. Shalom Malachim, peace be upon you. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Baruch Habab, Hashem, Yehovah, Yeshua, HaMashiach. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Jesus our Messiah. Well, today we are going to look at our prophet's portion for the week, which is Ezekiel chapter 37. However, I just have to give a little disclaimer up front and say this one's going to probably interrupt or disrupt or offend the theology of anybody who's a dispensationalist. Uh, It's going to go against uh, the goads of what most modern-day prophecy teachers like to teach, and even the Hebrew Roots-type movement. Um, But the thing is, my friends, I've never done this podcast to please men. You know, it's always been... Uh, a scholarly style of pursuit and pursuit of truth and wisdom and knowledge about God and about His Son. And uh, I've never really cared about, in you know, these extra groups or if people are pleased with me or any of that kind of thing. And so that's why I have no problem just saying, hey, here's what I think it means. It doesn't mean I'm right. I might be wrong. Uh, but I'm just going to put it out there. Um, But, you know, most people think Ezekiel chapter 37 is about the Jews returning to the nation of Israel, and that prophecy was fulfilled in the 1940s. And I'm just going to have to respectfully disagree. And I'm just going to tell you up front what I think it is. I think it's about the resurrection. I think it's about the uh, culmination of the kingdom of God and Messiah ruling here in the flesh. I think it's about... Israel meaning God's people, not a race of people, but God's people, those who have been saved, those who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, gathered and resurrected and brought to the land. Now, before we can even begin to understand that concept, we have to understand some really basic 101 Christian theology, which for some reason, in the last 50 years has been completely lost on Christianity, and anybody who reads these scriptures out loud, it's almost like it's blasphemy to read what the Bible says. So let's start with some basic Christian theology. First of all, we have to understand there is no Jew or Gentile. You're either saved or you're not. You either believe upon Messiah and his death and resurrection, or you don't. It's one or the other. You can't... <laughs> it's it's cut and dry. It's very clear. Um, I mean, we all know the scripture, right? Nobody comes to the Father but by me. Right? If you don't know Jesus, you don't know the Father. Plain and simple. You're not saved. If you die today, you don't know the Savior, you do not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Plain and simple. You cannot 
you cannot deny Jesus Christ and and then still be in relationship with the Father. It's just not possible. That is not correct doctrine. But that is what's taught in churches and by prophecy teachers all around. Galatians chapter 3. Paul says, There is neither Jew nor Greek. Some translations will say neither Jew or Gentile. There is neither bond or free. There is neither male or female. He's saying none of these things matter. For ye are one in Christ Jesus. By the way, I'm only going to read a handful of these. There's a lot that point make this point very, very clear. Jesus, talking to the Pharisees in John chapter 8. Let's start with verse 13. The Pharisees, therefore, said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whither I go. But ye cannot tell me whence I come and whither I go. Ye judge after the flesh, I judge no man. And yet, if I judge, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I am the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me, nor my father. If you had known me, ye should have known my father. Jesus is making the point that if you don't know me, you don't know the father. Plain and simple, cut and dry. It doesn't matter what your DNA is or your skin color is. Romans chapter 11. We're going to read the whole chapter, 31 verses, or 11 through 31. This is about be, this is about that situation. Those who have those who believe in Messiah, both Jew and Gentile, are grafted in, right? So you have the natural tree, which is those, which is the Jews, but the Jews that believe, and then the Gentiles who believe, even though they aren't of the natural tree, they're grafted into the tree, and those who have rejected Messiah, that are on the natural tree, are cut off from the tree. Plain and simple. That's such easy image imagery to understand, and yet it seems to be lost on Bible teachers in the last 50 years. Verse 11. I say then, Paul speaking, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid, but rather through their fall salvation has come unto the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy. Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? For I speak to the Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh and might save some of them. For if the casting away of them that be reconciling of the world what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? He's talking about his own people. He's talking about the Jewish people. He's like, you know, hopefully, hopefully they'll be provoked to jealousy. Hopefully they'll see my example. And they'll see the, how the world, the Gentiles, have been reconciled to God. And if they would also be reconciled, you know, that's his, that's his hope. Verse 16, For if the first fruit be holy, 
the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou, being a wild olive tree, wert grafted in among them, and with partakest of the root and the fatness of the olive tree, boast not against the branches. But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root, but the root thee. Thou wilt say then, The branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief they were broken off. And thou standest by faith, be not high-minded, but fear. So Paul's talking to the Gentiles, and he's saying, look, yes, you've been grafted in, and those who didn't believe, who chose to reject Messiah, were broken off. But don't boast about it. Don't be high-minded about it, okay? And that, but be in fear. And he's going to say why they should be in fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed lest he spare not thee. So he's saying, look, if God was willing to cut the natural branches off to make room for you to be grafted in because they rejected Messiah, don't be boastful, don't be high-minded, because just like he cut a natural branch off, how much easier would it be to cut a non-natural branch off? Okay, that's the warning to, to Gentiles. I hope this is making sense. It's such basic Christian 101 theology. Behold, therefore, the goodness and the servity of God on them which fell... Servity, servity, but toward the goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also should be cut off. Uh-oh, works matter. Your behavior matters, right? Behold, let me read that again. If thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou shalt also be cut off. We need to pay attention to the ifs in the scriptures. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. So he's saying, hey, any Jew that would stop living in unbelief can be grafted right back in. You see, you become the part of the tree by faith. Faith in Messiah. His death and his resurrection. That's how you become part of Israel. It's not, a, it's not about your location it's not about your blood, your race, or your skin color. It's, do you have faith in the Savior? That's all it is. I'm not going to continue to read the rest of this. There's only a handful of verses. I mean, it's so simple. It's so easy to understand. It's, it's right there. So we have to have that understanding. Okay? The children of God are children of God by faith. Remember, the scriptures say that we have been given the right to be called the children of God. Why? Because we've believed. So when the scriptures talk about Israel in a future, in a future context, it's talking about the people of God. Let's also not forget that Israel was 12 tribes even before Messiah came. It wasn't Jews Judah is one of the 12 tribes. Okay. Now, with this basic foundation, let's look at Ezekiel 37. And hey, you are welcome to come to your own conclusions. I just wanted to be clear. First of all, this is basic Christian theology. Like I've said several times, we should all understand this part. We can debate about what the prophecy means and the symbolism and stuff means, because who knows for sure. But 
coming from this understanding, I think Ezekiel 37 is more clear. And I think it's a yet future prophecy. Um, and so anyway, again, I don't mean to offend or to upset anyone. It's just we need to have, I mean, sometimes we have to get back to the basics because there's so many people who have their pet doctrines and they've got their charts and they've, for the last 50 years, this has been their theology and they are unable and unwilling to accept all these little basic truths that they should have had at the very beginning and maybe they did have at the very beginning because then it disrupts their life's work. And I get it. That's a hard pill to swallow. You know, it's a hard pill to swallow with traditions and everything. But we have to be seekers of truth. And we're not all going to have it. We all have little pieces of it. Right? God has not given it all to one man or one woman. We all have little pieces of the puzzle that we bring to the table. This is why people, this is why God's people are, are supposed to gather and commune together and come together and talk about these things. Okay, I'm going to read and stop talking. Ezekiel chapter 37. Let's have a look here. Verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold... They were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and I will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you. And you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied, and I was commanded, and, I, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I held, lo, the sinews of the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood up on their feet, an exceeding great army. All right. I don't believe that that's about people coming back. I believe that's... <laughs> like it sounds, you've got dead bones, dry bones, and as they're being resurrected and they're coming together and the flesh is coming back over them and they're receiving their breath again. And they're, they're this great army of God. That's what I think that is. Now, it should be noted that Ezekiel chapter 36, the chapter right before that, does talk about how the land is kind of like not tilled anymore and and not green anymore, and then suddenly it starts to become tilled again, and people are in the cities, and it becomes alive again, that very well could be talking about what's what we've seen happen in the last 70 years in the land of Israel. Okay? I'm talking specifically about Ezekiel 37. I think is talking about the resurrection and the gathering of all God's people to the land with the Messiah ruling and reigning. 
as we're going to see. In this dry bone situation, I think that could literally be talking about the resurrection. Could I be wrong? Of course. This is just what I think. Verse 11. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Okay, again. Who is Israel? We just did that 101 study to start the podcast, right? It's you. It's me. It's anyone who believes. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Okay, that's very clear. He's going to open the graves. And the people of God are going to come out of the graves. Resurrection. And ye know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves. O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land, and ye shall know that I am the Lord, that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. The word of the Lord came to me again, saying, Now here's the part that might involve Jewish people. Moreover, thou son of man, take thee one stick and write upon it for Judah. Okay, Judah, right? That's where the Jews descend from, Judah. So he's got two sticks. One says Judah. And for the children of Israel, his companions, then take another stick and write upon it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim. And for all the house of Israel, his companions. So now we have the tribe of Judah and all of Israel. We got two sticks. And join them one to another into one stick, and they shall become one in thy hand. So I believe this is what Paul's talking about. Right? There is no longer Jew or Gentile. We're all one in Messiah. And when the children of thy people shall speak unto thee, saying, Will thou not show us what thou meanest by these? Say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribes of Israel, his fellows, and I will put them with him, even with the stick of Judah, and make them one stick, and they shall be one in my hand. And the sticks whereon thou writest shall be in thy hand before their eyes. And say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, whether they be gone, and will gather them on every side and bring them into their own land. And I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel. And one king shall be the king of them all, and they shall be no more two nations, neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms any more at all. Neither shall they defile themselves any more with their idols, nor with their detestable things, nor with any of their transgressions. But I will save them out of all their dwelling places, wherein they have sinned, and I will cleanse them, so they shall be my people, and I will be their God. Let me ask you something. Has that happened? Do they no longer defile themselves? Are they no longer practicing Kabbalah and all these strange mysticism, Jewish mysticisms and all this? Of course not. So this hasn't taken place. This is about all God's people. And David, my servant, shall be king over them. Of course, we know that's talking about Messiah. 
And they shall have one shepherd, and they shall also walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. Is David ruling in Israel? No. This is yet future. And they shall dwell in the land that I have given unto Jacob my servant, wherein your fathers have dwelt. And they shall dwell therein, even they and their children and their children's children, forever. This is talking about eternity. And my servant David shall be their prince forever. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. And it should be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will place them and multiply them and set my sanctuary in the midst of them forevermore. My tabernacle also shall be with them. Yea, I will be their God and they shall be my people. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, that I, the Lord, do sanctify Israel. When my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore. That is Ezekiel 37. Well, I hope it's been a blessing to you. I know it's going to stir some feathers. And hey, I could be wrong. Can I just say that up front? I'm not so arrogant as to think that I've got it figured out. But there is some things that are pretty basic, right? We should at least understand that that God's children are God's children by faith alone. In Messiah alone. No one comes to the Father but by Him. There is no longer Jew or Greek this is the this is the part that frustrates me the most. I'm not so much concerned about whether I'm right about Ezekiel 37 as I am concerned about people understanding this basic truth and to stop making it about race about DNA. It's about your heart. Do you believe? There's so much divide about these things within what we would call Christianity because people cling to pet doctrines and they don't cling to right doctrine. And it's understandable because while the internet, the tool that I'm using right now to speak to all of you, is such a great tool. I mean, I'm, I can reach way more people through this podcast than I could ever do if I had some mega church. Right? But, the bad thing is, is if teachers or Bible studiers or scholars like myself teach wrongly it can also have a big reach and I see a lot of YouTube prophets leading people astray leading people away from Messiah if, if nothing else causing division between Christians saying well we're the true Hebrews or we're the true Hebrews or we're the Jews or we're the and I say, who cares? Because there is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer bond or free. There is no male or female. Do you know Jesus? Do you know Yeshua? Do you know Messiah? That's all that matters. I don't really care where you're from. What I care about is where you are now and where you're going. And it's not about you and where you were born it's about Him. And are you in relationship with Him? Is your focus on Him? Well, I better stop now. I'm sure I've started some fires. And uh, 
I just want to seek the truth, my friends. I pray that you've received this message well. I hope that it hasn't come off wrong. I kind of woke up this morning and full of energy for the first time in a long time, and I now was studying the word and just felt full of it. Do you know what I mean? That I haven't felt in a very, very long time. And so I just went with it. I wasn't even going to record this morning. And I hope it's come out the way God has desired. May his will be done, not mine. May his word go forth, not mine. May your hearts be pierced. And may you be in a closer relationship with him and his son. Peace, grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.